Veterans Voice is a show that connects veterans and active members of the military to qualified guests who help you find programs and benefits you qualify for and discuss housing, education, career training, and other topical matters. Every show addresses issues that affect your life. Call in and share your experience. 781-837-4900. Welcome, 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 everybody. Greg Brasso, your host of Veterans Voice Radio here on a... The, uh, the 1st of March, uh, uh, Justin, uh, here we go. We're coming into uh, uh, the month of March. It looks like uh, winter is, uh, we got it beat almost. Yeah, we've only got a couple of more weeks. We're out of it. We're out of it. Yeah, that's it. You said it's, if, if you say it's official. Yeah, it's official. Well, then we're out of it. That's great. That That's great. Yeah, it's made uh, things a little bit easier for everybody. Uh, you, you know, for one thing, uh, with the cost of fuel and fuel oil, you know, having a break this winter has made a a big deal for a lot of people. Yeah, those fifty uh, degree days. Were, my my furnace was fine with those fifty degree days. Mine, my mine too. And uh, you know, next week is going to be our food drive here. It's going to be our twenty seventh uh, uh, month of uh, uh, passing out uh, the the food uh, product that we have. And uh, you know, we thought it was going to end uh, a year ago after COVID went away, and it kept on going, and now. Uh, 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 they're they're announcing uh, Justin they're they're cutting a lot of the uh, food benefit programs out there. Yeah, and what's happening is most of the food banks are having a really tough time getting getting that extra food in to uh, get to those who really need it. Donations are way down. Yeah, dollars are down. Uh, uh, and uh, Wolfie and I have been scrambling a little bit over this last week to see if we can find some new sources because. Uh, uh, the old ones, they're they're drying up a little bit out there. So if uh, uh, if anybody out there, uh, I did have one caller last week uh, called in with a suggestion to uh, uh, for maybe to locate some food. I'm following up on that uh, suggestion. But uh, if anybody else has any uh, uh, connections to any grocery store chains, or you're in the food distribution business, or you're in the restaurant business. Or you're just in a business that feels like, yeah, I wouldn't mind feeding uh, a couple of hundred uh, uh, hungry, hungry mouths next Thursday. So uh, whatever you can do, if you need to give me a call, 781-985-1551 is my private phone. Give me a call. or call tonight, 781-837-4900. Larry, I'm not sure our phones are working. I know the text lines were down. Are our phones working Okay. Uh, text is down. The, f- the phones are fine. Okay, great. So if you have any uh, suggestions or recommendations, but uh, uh, this month we're we're embarking uh, uh, to pay uh, homage to a uh, to a group that we talk about uh, many times here on the show. Uh, this month, Justin is uh, Vietnam Veterans Day, is it not? Vietnam Remembrance Day on March 29th, but we're celebrating this through the whole month of March. And this year especially is the 55th anniversary of the Tet Offense, uh, 1968. So uh, it's a special uh, special month for us. And that was a real awakening uh, for, for the United States. Uh, 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 we, uh, we we, we, we kind of had our eyes open there. But uh, I want to introduce our guest uh, for the night, uh, Justin. Uh, why don't you introduce our guest? You brought him up uh, <laughs> from uh, down south, uh, why, and he's your buddy. Why don't you introduce him? Yeah, I brought in uh, Sergeant Major uh, Harry Therrien tonight. He's a United States Marine 
Sergeant Major, retired. Um, Harry is a, a great veteran, a hero to, uh, to us all, uh, combat, two tours. He uh, went on uh, after uh, retiring from the service and uh, worked in the uh, court system and then took his law degree and be, he was practicing attorney. He, uh, I met Harry uh, several years ago when we were building the Vietnam Memorial Wall here in Massachusetts, the 80% replica, which is uh, located in Fall River, and it was uh, opened uh, in May of uh, 2021. So it's been two years now. It's almost been open. And I met Harry during that process, and uh, we've stayed in touch. And uh, Harry uh, is uh, our guest tonight. Harry, thank you so much for coming in tonight. I appreciate it. We're, we're going to ask you to share some of your memories of, uh, of, 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 of what you went through back then. And uh, you have a little different spin as we were talking over dinner, uh-huh. uh, Harry. It's going to be interesting to... Uh, to, to catch your theory and your views of uh, of of what went on, but uh, just a little background. Uh, years ago, we did a five series show on uh, 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 the war in Vietnam, and the first uh, the first night we had Mike Cunningham in studio, UMass Boston history professor, great friend of us all, talk about the history of French Indochina and what went on before the war, and we're not going to give a we're not going to go through a whole dissertation of of uh 1850 and the french landing and and the and the trade that went on and all that but uh in a nutshell ho chi minh uh came to the united states pre-world war ii to talk to the united states about gaining uh freedom for his country his country being french indochina and uh the united states uh really didn't really didn't talk to him very much uh uh, and uh, believe it or not, Ho Chi Minh actually worked at the Parker House in Boston as a pastry chef. He learned the ways of the United States, and he approached them uh, uh, for help. Well, World War II started. Uh, uh, the war was coming to a close. FDR uh, uh, was going to uh, ask the French to leave Indochina. Uh, FDR passed away, and Harry Truman kind of liked the French more than he liked Indochina, and the United States kind of went back on that promise, and France was allowed to retain ownership. Well, they didn't like that very much, and the uh, they started an uprising, a civil war against the French, and the French were determined to keep that colony and all its wealth and glory, but being their homeland, the the uh, the Vietnamese uh, really uh, sent the French packing at the Battle of Dien Bien Phu, which was a wipeout of of huge degree of the French army, and they then left the country, only to have us take their place. Oh, why? Oh, why? Oh, why did we have to go back? Uh, and and because the United States turned their our back on Ho Chi Minh, unfortunately he turned he turned to the people that would help him. That was the Communist Party, and that began us involved uh, in in the uh, the conflict. Has it ever been declared a, a, a war, no. Justin? No, no, Harry, no, no. a conflict. Yeah. Exactly, like the Korean conflict. You know, 
and and we're gonna we're gonna try to get the uh, the 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 radio broadcast. We have a a, a broadcast courtesy of Remember Our Services uh, uh, history book that uh, is a broadcast uh, from the USS Maddox that was in the Gulf of T- Tonkin, and it radioed that it was under attack by probably a couple of rowboats. I'm not sure that the attack was never uh, documented, but uh, that got us in, and uh, we actually have the the, the radio man taking that message uh, from the Maddox, which uh, our good buddy Charlie Duquette, uh, another Marine uh, that, that, that we have here, uh, Mark, uh, uh, Harry, I'm sure you'll... Uh, I'm sure you'll love uh, uh, Charlie, but that's a, a, a something that we've played many times uh, uh, o- over the years because that was that was the start of it, you know. Was it or wasn't it? I, it was the start. It, it got the ball moving forward. But boy, it sure you know to talk about the the, the Vietnam War. I mean, we could talk for. A couple of months uh, about it and the political ramifications and all that. We're not really going to do that, I don't think. Over the next few weeks, we're, we're going to talk to 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 Harry that's been there. We're going to talk to Justin that was over there. We're going to have some other folks through this month, and and by sharing their stories, we hope that we touch some of your veterans out there that also served and. You can remember when, and maybe you'd like to give us a call at 781-837-4900. Talk a little bit about what you went through. But, uh, Larry, why don't we uh, take it away? We'll uh, we'll take our first break. We'll come back, and uh, we'll begin uh, uh, the story of, of Harry and uh, how he got here and uh, uh, his trials along the way. Take it away, Larry. We'll be back after these messages. Welcome back, everybody. Greg Brasso, your host of Veterans Voice. Tonight, we're beginning our remembrance of uh, uh, the the problems uh, in Vietnam, the the war. I'm going to call it a war in Vietnam that uh, uh, began uh, uh, back in uh, well the mid '50s. We sent uh, a couple of uh, uh, a couple of consultants over there and trainers and things, but really it was. Uh, August of '64, when the Maddox was uh, came under attack in uh, the Gulf of Tonkin, and radioed that it was uh, under attack, and uh, thus began our unfortunate uh, building of 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 men and women power uh, to build up. Uh, uh, Justin, what was there? The five hundred thousand uh, in in country at the height. Five forty, I think. You, th- you, you think? Yep, yeah. yep, and and that began from. Sixty-four, all the way until the the, the late sixties, uh, which is when the stuff really hit the fan. Yeah. But tell us a little bit about your background and wh- why. What what was your world like at the time you decided to join the Marines? Okay, well, again, it's a it's a pleasure to be here, Greg. But uh, I think, like most young Americans at the time, I I come from a large family. I'm the youngest of twelve, wow. and uh, I had brothers in the Army, career Army, uh, brother-in-laws in the Navy, Air Force, so it was a military family. And at the time, uh, I was 16, I decided to quit school. I was in my sophomore year, uh, 
of course, in those days, uh, you had to go to work. If you quit school, you go to work, and you help support the family. So that's what I did. Uh, when I turned 17, uh, I asked my parents if I could join the military, and they didn't like it, but they said yes. Baby's uh, going away. That's it. I was the last one in the house. So went down to the post office, and I was thinking about the Army because my family was Army at the time. Uh, and this young, good-looking Marine came down and started talking to me, and I liked the uniform. So he says, why don't you go upstairs? We'll give you a test. I said, okay. So I went up and took the test, and he said, you did great. Do you want to be a Marine? And I said, yes, sir, I'll join the Marines. (laughs) (laughs) That easy. And when I first told my oldest brother, Joe, Army career, I think he was a sergeant, first class at the time, I told him I joined the Marine Corps, and he said, why? Why? So yeah. I, I said, the uniform, yeah. of course. Beautiful. And you joined the, the, the world's most elite fighting crew. At, at the time. Yeah, it still is, probably. still is. Yeah. I, I, I think it's known to be the, the roughest and toughest, and uh, when the going gets tough, we'll send in the Marines. First. Yes. First, first to fight. Yep. First to fight is right. So I uh, went to boot camp, Paris Island, uh, then I went to infantry training in North Carolina. My first duty station was in Hawaii. Was the expectation that you were going to Vietnam? Oh, yeah. 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 My brothers had told me, you know where you're going, right? And uh, Yeah, I knew. I knew. Uh, and, and the country, it, 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 uh, what year was this? 1965 is when I joined. I went to boot camp in February 65. So the, the feeling was still mezza mezza about the war. Wasn't in 65? No, no real giant demonstrations yet. No, Huntley Brinkley hadn't shown enough bombs blowing up and no. ice pa- rice paddies getting no, destroyed. I don't think it was on the news every night. Like, no, not uh, then. No. Not then. No, no, no. But the winds of war. Exactly. And 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 so you you started off, and your first assignment was. Well, I went to Hawaii. I was in Hawaii for ten months. They were putting together a group, uh, a Marine Infantry Brigade which was supposed to go to Vietnam as a unit. But uh, I think it was March uh, 67, uh, they decided to take about 600 Marines from the brigade and sent us over under individual orders. So by the time I took leave, and so uh, I got to Vietnam in May of 67. So I spent uh, May of 67 to May of 68 in Vietnam on the first tour. And unfortunately, that that was a rather... Tour laden with fireworks. Every day. Every day. Every day. I was with the uh, 3rd Battalion, 9th Marines. Uh, we operated along the DMZ, the, the, the militarized zone. And, and for those not familiar, mm-hmm. that's that's the the, 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 the line of between the north and the south. It is. And uh, and everybody that served certainly knows what it is. But there might be some, some listeners that are not familiar with with the way things were back then. Maybe they're younger or weren't, weren't exactly paying attention, or maybe they weren't told this real story. But yeah, the, here, the, here yeah. We're, we're, we're telling the real story. Yeah. The DMZ, or Demilitarized Zone, separated North and South Vietnam. But was, that wasn't the front lines. <clears throat> that, that, there were no front lines. No, there were none. There were no front lines. We, we were the, uh, I know when I was there, Kantian was the northernmost out, outpost in South Vietnam. So I think we were about two miles from the DMZ. You could actually see it. You could actually see the DMZ from the distance, from the hills. So we operated all along the DMZ, all those fire bases. Uh, and the 9th Marines, uh, the, the 4th Marines that were up there, uh, 
It wasn't pleasant. You know, it I wasn't bet. pleasant. I, I bet. Uh, I, I bet. But you, you decided to go back for a second time. Well, that wasn't my choosing. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, oh, I thought you, I thought you uh, that uh, that folks only were required to spend one tour. Marines, over there. I think, I think because of the size of the Marine Corps, uh, it seemed uh, Marines were getting rotated back to Vietnam about every two years, just like okay. clockwork. All right. So when I came back in '68, <clears throat> luckily I was stationed at Quonset Point, Rhode Island, and I had a family at the time. I had one child. There was another child on the way. Uh, and I was gonna, I was gonna get out of the Marine Corps in '69, and my goal was to join the Rhode Island State Police. But the Marine Corps offered me four thousand dollars to stay in for four more years. Big money back then. Four thousand was a lot of money in 1969. You could, that's a down payment on a house yeah, back then. I, I could buy a new right? Camaro. Cash. Yeah, cash. Yeah, Ooh, <laughs> so, nice. So, nice. anyways, I, I decided to do the extra four years uh, and. Uh, unfortunately, in 1970, I received my orders to go back to Vietnam. So, that and, was and where was that uh, tour? Uh, the second around? time uh, was not as bad. I was stationed out of Da Nang. I was with the 1st MP Battalion. So we ran some patrols, uh, stood security around the air base at night. So it was a pretty good tour. I never fired my weapon on the second tour. Very good. Congratulations. Never. That's that's a good tour. So, it and, was. And, and, you know, and hopefully nobody was firing a weapon at you. No, no, we got some uh, incoming, you know, rockets, motors, artillery, that kind of stuff. Every once in a while, they would probe the lines, but but nothing, you know, major, as it was on my first tour, where every day oh. uh, you were concerned about your life. Yeah. So, and and what was the morale like over there? I I always thought the morale was great. I mean, it was a it was a brotherhood. You know, you protect me, I protect you. Just uh, want to get home safe. That was it. I mean, everything was shared: uh, food, water, uh, ammunition. Uh, I don't ever recall anyone arguing about anything. You know, and 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 I'll get back to a point that 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 we <clears throat> just touched on. T- to me, I, I think one of the most uh, horrifying parts of of the Vietnam War is that there was no front line. Huh. And and you were in, in harm's way twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, no matter where you were, if you went into Saigon, you went into a you, you know, whereas in in World War Two and the even the Korean War there was front lines. Sure. And you knew if you went back a certain distance, you were pretty safe. Sure. There, there was no safety, no safe area for you. For you, no, un- unfortunately, you couldn't trust anyone either. None of the uh, local populace, you know, the elders, the women, or even the children, for that matter. You just you couldn't trust any of them. Uh, you hear horror stories about uh, children dropping hand grenades in front of a group of Marines, and, you know, and those things happened. Uh, happened. Yep, yeah, there was some. And and slowly the the, the tides of war. I, I mean, it didn't. The the, the Tet Offensive really, uh, I, I think, made us open our eyes. And uh, just a couple of years after that, they decided that there was going to be a peace treaty. Mm-hmm. But they, the fighting didn't stop. It took no. five years. No. T- took five years. And w- once we decided to stop, duh. Yeah, yeah. You know, it took a year just to determine what the table would be like to sit around. And you can imagine how many lives were lost during that that one year. That, so I mean, in one hand you have 
guys like Harry in country, boots on the ground, and then you have the politicians who have no concept of what's going on, and they're worrying about the size and the shape of a table to talk about a treaty. Couldn't get it together. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't get it together. Even those ceasefires, there, there was never a ceasefire. Yeah. <laughs> Other than yeah. somebody saying we're under a <laughs> yeah. ceasefire. Yeah, and, and, it, and it looked good on the on the radio back home, huh? There was never a ceasefire. Yeah, no, Mike uh, uh, talked about his uh, efforts. Uh, Mike was on the Laos border. Uh, Walking Point was one of the, his books, and uh, he talked about his exploits of... Uh, you know, just just going out and uh, hoping we didn't run into anybody. Yeah, exactly. Just just let's 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 get back home. Let's get let 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 let's be safe. And uh, I I don't know. Um, I I think that in the late '60s, suddenly the 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 favor of the war began to end here in the United States. And Lad, why don't we take a brief message? Uh, uh, a break for our sponsors. We'll come back and we'll talk about post sixty and uh, the, the unique approach uh, uh, that uh, that Harry took uh, and uh, the, the unique observations that he had. Larry, why don't you take us away, kid? And we'll be back after these messages. Welcome, everybody. Greg Brasso, your host of Veterans Voice Radio. Uh, here as we're talking. Uh, as we're approaching uh, the 55th anniversary uh, uh, of the uh, the end of the war in Vietnam. No, no, Tet Offensive. The Tet Offensive, 1968. In January, right. This is 2023, 55 years ago. Uh, and we were going along okay, Harry, and, and all of a sudden, the stuff hits a fan, huh? Oh, yeah. yeah. Things and, got worse. And did you notice a a a, a difference in the attitude of the Vietnamese people and the fighters that they felt more empowered after Tet Offensive and were more daring and less fearful of the United States? I, well, again, you know, I was pretty young at the time, 18. You sure, just your own, 19, but, your, your, uh, your own observations, just, Harry. It seemed to me like at the end of my tour in 68 and probably later on 69, early 70, uh, we seem to, uh, I hate to say it, lo be losing the war. Yeah. Uh, you know, things were not as easy for us. Uh, combat became more difficult. Uh, their numbers increased. And like I say, you, you couldn't trust anybody between the, the Viet Cong or the North Vietnamese Army, you know. Uh, it seemed to me like we were always having to fight our way out of something terrible, you know, terrible, uh, and even the the morale. When you spoke earlier about the morale, when I first got there, morale was good. But I think as uh, the draft increased, and you were getting people who didn't want to serve, sure, you know, I think that kind of put a cringe on the efficiency of our military in youngsters all the, all babies yep, the discipline the morale oh you know. we're both 17 how oh yeah <laughs> not, not I, wet behind the years yet i tell a friend of mine uh brian fox all the time we were like kids. He brian with, fox yes yeah. okay so we were like kids with guns yeah and that's that's wow. what it was wow and then as time went on you know with the Terrible. the whole the lieutenant callie the yeah yeah yep. uh you know, then we became known as baby killers. We had John Oliver. 
Uh, one of our members of our uh, uh, that there was took part in our early uh, uh, show on, shows on Vietnam. He was part of that group, and he was around me lie yeah. just weeks after it happened, and uh, you know th- that story just turned so much of the country. Yeah, no yeah. more. Let's bring them home. You know, and. It it, it it was I I think a shame that the poor soldiers got caught in the middle because the, the protests were against our government sending people over there to die and killing needlessly. Well, that was up yeah up to early sixty eight. But sixty eight it but started, it, and then it changed though. It was no longer against the government. The protesters then were protesting against the warriors. Yeah, it was no longer the government. It was. The baby killers who were doing people it. People hated the war. They and, hated and every everything to do with hating the war to hating yep. the war. Yeah, misplaced, exactly. mis- absolutely. absolutely misplaced uh, and, blame. And I've shared the story in '68. I actually marched against the war because you know I thought it was wrong until I heard them talking about the heroes who were over there. And I remember coming home to my dad saying, "Wait a minute, that's not what I'm against. I'm not against them." Yeah. And at 17. I joined to go in. Yeah, um, and same thing. Yeah, somebody asked me why, and I didn't really have an answer. But, but it was that concept that it it changed somewhere at sixty eight to sixty nine. It was no longer the government's; they weren't against the government, and it was it was focused on the warriors. Well, and Bobby Kennedy got killed, and he was d- death against the war, and and was very much outspoken against it, and. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, his life was taken, and uh, President Nixon was uh, pro-war. Uh, LBJ had to resign because of because of the war was getting, and the and the and the the the, the protests uh, were driving him crazy. And he finally decided no mas. He 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 was uh, he 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 was out, but. Uh, uh, you know, so so, Harry, you you didn't actually come back home as a civilian. You decided to stay in. Yes, I did. I I always tell the story though. Uh, Vietnam uh, veterans, you would get orders and go over as an individual, and a lot of times you get orders to come home as an individual. Unlike today, where they send units and then they come back as units. And I can recall uh, coming back to first tour in 68, uh, a lot of times you'd have to go through Alaska, Chicago, and to, but I was going home to Rhode Island. And I was sitting in Alaska, and it was around 2 o'clock in, uh, in the morning, but it looked like 2 o'clock in the afternoon yeah. outside. You know, it's kind of weird. Yeah. But uh, I was just sitting there having a uniform on, and this woman came by, probably, she looked like she was probably 40s. And uh, she just looked at me, and I smiled. I said, good morning. And she she looked at me and said, were you in Vietnam? And, of course, bursting with pride. Yeah. I said, yes, ma'am, I was. This I'm, is after your first tour. Yeah. I said, yes, ma'am, I was. I'm on my way home. And she just she looked at me and went, hmm, and walked away. Oh. And I'm saying to myself, you know, what what just happened? What the oh. hell? What the hell was that all about? Oh. But that's that's oh. like yeah. Justin said. Yeah, late sixties. Yeah, it, it just 
it turns from the war to the people who were fighting the war, not the Americans, you know, us people fighting the war. Uh, and I learned later on when I got home that the general public hated the war, but they also didn't like the fact that you were in the military and you went to Vietnam and served this country because all that stuff was kicking up about the baby killers and so on and so forth. You perpetuated it. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. It was my fault. Yeah. So I decided to stay in the military to get back to your question. So unlike a lot of Vietnam veterans who came home and got out of the military and tried to find employment and get back into the real world, uh, and, and we know most had difficulties doing that. Yeah. Uh, I remained in the Marine Corps, and I continue to stay in the Marine Corps. Uh, I served 27 years. Uh, I didn't have those problems. Uh, I never even uh, considered... You were shielded? Yeah. I never even con- considered PTSD for those 27 years. I think being in the military and, and being associated with that brotherhood, you never look back to, to make those things bother you. Sure. Sure. But it did take effect when I retired in 1992. Uh, I took about six months off, literally let my hair grow like... Wolfie. Wolfie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and I got pictures. But uh, I started looking for employment. And uh, like I was telling Justin earlier, uh, there was a company in Boston running parking garages. Yeah. Uh, I was one of the finalists for the management position. And when I... Discuss my <laughs> my career goals and etc. With this guy who was uh, looking to hire a person, you know, the, he got to a point where he said, "Have you done anything other than the military?" <laughs> yeah, I, can I say that went up my ass? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I think yeah, you did. All right, so, I think you did. Yeah, so I had a few words with him, and I stood up and I left. But that attitude. The attitude that he left me with was was pretty sour. Yeah, and yeah. I, imagine I, I finally ended up working for the Department of Agriculture under a federal job. Yeah. And you retired as a sergeant major. Yeah. After twenty seven years. Yeah. And and was w- wondering, could you manage a parking garage? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty dangerous. When, when, I had, uh, when, I, when I just left ten thousand Marines. Oh, <laughs> oh, and the DMZ on the uh, across the street. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, oh yeah, uh, that's uh, that's a, that's a tough uh, yeah. that's a tough assignment. Uh, 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 could you handle it? Did you get the job? <laughs> no, no, no. It was invigorating, though. The interview was was good. Amazing, so, uh, amazing. And now today, today's yeah. veterans uh, and and you know there there's so much in demand, yeah. and they have so much many skills, inherent skills of. Of the soft skills that they are learning, that boy, I don't know. We're, we've been talking a, a, a lot about em, to employers recently. Sure. Boy, these kids—they're—they're they're really, really tough uh, work ethics. Yeah, they're motivated, reliable. Yep. Uh, yep. You know, Gung ho, as we say. Yep. When, Persistent. You know, yeah. uh, they're not going to uh, uh, turn around. They—they—they uh, they, they understand the the value of rules and. In discipline, and you know, I mean, in in your in your career in, at the DMZ, you don't follow the rules. You're yeah. dead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you, you know, and they they carry that same amount of importance through life at that point in time. Sure, not to that same, 
you know, crazed, you, you know, uh, 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 level. But they're dedicated. De- dedicated. Still, yeah. yeah. And and we have uh, 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 folks. Uh, uh, I, I often talk about our friends at Boston Scientific that uh, they have a, a wonderful uh, uh, fifteen to twenty percent uh, uh, veterans population. And Bill Teeley, a good friend of ours, he's the director of recruitment, I think, for the Squantum site, $10 billion mm-hmm. site. It's unbelievable. Yeah. He was an artillery director in the service. Yeah. And and when he got out of the service, he says, who's going to hire me? What, what, what am I going to do? And they said, you know, come on, Bill, you know. And slowly, well, slowly, the, the slowly. Management skills, the expertise. Uh, I mean, you, you got you got rockets and mortars coming down on you. It's a little different than uh, you know somebody saying, "Well, I'm I'm, I'm not feeling too well today." Sure. You, you, you know, you handle everything. Yeah, yeah. You, and, you, and in the military, with more rank, you become more responsible for people. For sure, other people. Sure, sure. So that's a learning experience in and of itself. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. And it all—that's what. I, there's just I, I don't know if too many kids I think are going to college right now and not coming up with too many skills or, or work ethics or whatever and maybe a few more kids should go into the military uh, and and today's opportunities in the military when when the three Marines the three uh, graduates from Marshfield uh, were here. And the Marine recruiter was here. He said they have 354 op- uh, occupations mm-hmm. that you can choose from. Right. What do you want to be? Yeah. You know, not like you. I don't think anybody said that to no, you. No, I did took the test and they told me what I was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to carry a gun. <laughs> See you later. Yeah, that was it. And no other questions. You no. Know, and, and no other questions. No. No. No other questions. You, you know, I want to just follow up though. When uh, Harry said that, you know, it wasn't until he he got out that he started even talking about uh, PTSD, and and we on this show have always talked about, you know, those who are still suffering today, and and with this new nine eight eight number, it's it's amazing that. Uh, you don't have to remember nine numbers anymore. It's it's a nine eight eight at the prompt. You press one, and and you can get to talk to someone. And I think that you know we're starting now. Finally, it's only taken fifty fifty five years. Yeah, we're finally now getting the tools that veterans need um, to address some of these issues. And Justin, you actually dialed the nine eight eight number. Yeah, we did this a couple of weeks ago just to make sure that uh, the veteran uh, who calls in is is getting someone who. Who really cares and, and who's responsible to take that call and 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 do a what they call a handoff to make sure that they get yep. the help they need and uh, it, it's what a turnaround than when we got out uh, you know, I got out mm-hmm. in seventy four and and what a difference when I got out there was no resources oh, um, we un- unlike and even you know, the other veterans yeah and, and you know what what kind of not so warm to you guys. Oh, no, no. no. The, the, no. The, and that's why I, I've always said that our, our organization, Vietnam Veterans of America, our national motto is never again will one generation of veterans abandon another. And we've made it our, our choice to make sure that these Afghan veterans in Desert Storm, that when they came home, if there was nobody at the airport, there were Vietnam veterans there to welcome them home. And not only welcome them, but tell them their service matters. Yeah. Whether we lost the war or won the war, your service matters no matter where you served, no matter what you did. 
and and thank you. And for those who were in combat, you know, we always say make sure we tell them to welcome them. Home. And it seems like it's 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 rolling off people's lips a little bit easier. Thank you for your service. Absolutely. And meaning it, not just saying it's shallow. Ah, thanks for your service. Yeah. You're, you you know. Uh, <laughs> But but really meaning it, I I I, I, I see a lot of it. So um, I think the last decade, probably even close to it, where yeah. people start saying thank you. You know, they'll see you wearing a military hat or a jacket or some kind of emblem. Or well, and you know, yeah. since nine eleven, you know, you know, it came to our shores, yeah. and we came and we came to realize about the the first responders that the three hundred and seventy five firefighters that were running up when. Everybody else was running down, and you know, and and I and I think we lost sight of the war in Vietnam and the pictures that we saw every night. We forgot about them, right? You, you know, yeah. but, and, I, and I think there's a whole generation who now understands what service means, whether it's yeah. military service or first responders, and I think they can truly appreciate that one percent of those who serve in the military are protecting the ninety nine percent. And I think that's important. It's it's hugely important, Justin. Hugely important. But at this point, lad, why don't we uh, take our last break and uh, we'll come back for the fourth quarter of tonight's show and see if uh, uh, we'll come back and we'll be we'll be howling at the moon when we come back. Coast Guard's a good gig. Welcome back, everybody. Greg Brasso, your host <laughs> of Veterans Voice Radio, here's where. We're beginning our uh, series of uh, shows and 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 guests uh, 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 surrounding the Vietnam War. But before we uh, uh, get back to Harry, we uh, have a a, a guest uh, returning. Uh, Wolfie, uh, welcome back, my friend. Yeah, thank you. It's um, it's pretty exciting. We we always talk about my granddaughter, who's a thuggerina in the Coast Guard Academy. She's a general in the Coast Guard Academy. <laughs> So it's good. So they're actually having their billet online right now, which is like uh, a draft. And they get assigned where they go, and they get called up. It's pretty exciting. So that's the difference between us. She can count and read. But ladies and gentlemen, we have tonight... It's not an Emmy. It's not a Tony. It's a Betty. <laughs> can you can you imagine? Have, have you ever seen such a thing? No, I'm ready to cry. I, I can I'm tell you. Yeah, I, I can actually tell. Good. It's going to be a roast, it, it but it's actually better. good. <laughs> no, it doesn't get any no, better. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I'm doing it. All my friends said, you're supposed to be honoring me, and you roasted me. What the hell happened? I don't know Harry well enough to roast him, but if he's he wasn't on a submarine, he's with Justin, he has to be a good guy. Yeah. And the wall didn't fall on him, right? No, it has not no. fallen. All right, he helped it's, pick that up. So, so Harry was a, a sergeant major in the United States Marine Corps, which means he ate a lot of crayons. Lots. And um, primary colors, though. He just ate primary colors, so it's really good. And he was served in Vietnam um, two tours. And right now he's a practicing attorney, which he needs to be to be with Justin and yeah. I. And yeah. Greg. yeah. If I said anything bad about you, I take no, it back because we're going to yeah. need you. <laughs> we're going to need you. But um, he played a key role in the um, Veterans uh, Memorial Wall which is in Fall River, and um, we all have to have a trip down there. We have to have a special like the We haven't been down there recently. Yeah, we yeah. have to do that. So we really want to thank and honor Harry for all his service and all. It's what he did good after the service, too. So on behalf well, of I all the whole crew, 
Appreciate Thank you very, very much. Thank you for your service. That's Thank hard you one. You have to actually earn that. I'm gonna, I, this is going to get framed. Oh, <laughs> it, it should. It really should. Spare no expense. I mean, obviously, we haven't. I mean, I've never received anything like this in my life. I mean, we know. Actually, we, we know. That's why we are where we are. Actually, I tease the submarines. My nephew makes that. That was His father was a submarine of diesel yeah. subs, and he died young of cancer. What could have possibly happened to him? But he actually, his father was a submarine, uh, Ben's father, well, Kim's well, husband. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah, so so Ben designs those for everybody, so it's really exciting. So those are nice. that's tradition and hard earned stuff. So thank, thank you for doing. Appreciate thank it. you for putting up with Justin and Greg and me. Oh, this, this has been fun. Well, you know we uh, we 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 we, we want to thank you. Uh, uh, you know for for doing what you've done and and uh, you know we we can't go back, unfortunately. But from this day on, I mean everybody here, you're you're a member of us. Come back anytime you want. Come back and sit in in the audience. Come back if you don't feel very good. Come back if you just want to yell at Justin a little bit. You know, uh, we'll promise to send Wolfie into the penalty box. Uh, You know, he doesn't get out very often. But, uh, uh, you know, we've got some events coming up that... uh, that we'd be remiss, Wolfie. Uh, we got the we got the damn food drive coming up again, sure. Wolfie. I'm so tired of needing to give away food. It's getting worse. It's harder, get worse. It's harder to get, and and the, and the demand went out. But Veteran Voice Network really works, and we really got it going. So it's not. It's We're going to be open Thursday. for business next Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Matt Martin just stepped up. The first time I ever said to him, "Thank you for your stuff." I never thank him. I really need it. And his answer was, "How many cases do you need?" Isn't that that's, amazing. that's so amazing. amazing? So amazing. So it's going to be uh, th- coming up Thursday. Come around the goons. Come around ten. Um, everyone starts coming at eleven. So we just say come at eleven now because yeah. the, the cars just line up all the way down the street and we fill the cars up. And then tomorrow is the coffee at the How Life Save Museum at one one seven Nantasket Ave, and we're going to recognize Dave Irwin with the dump. And, um, geez, just like we're running out of food, we're running out of veterans, for crying out loud. We're going to play taps for four people to honor the, the, the locally that just died in the last month and how, you know, old timers. So we're going to play taps for them. And then we're going to talk about the wreaths across America there, too. And then the snow row is coming up on, can you see any better than I can see? On the, uh, 311. On 311 is the snow row, which is um, out of the gut at the Hull Lyceum Museum, and they have a um, commuter boat, is the spectator boat, and veterans are free on that. Justin's walking the plank. but hey, I think that'll be And you're <laughs> so, actually going to be doing a little row, you and yeah, uh, yeah, Chad and I and Susan are going to race. And um, we're actually pretty good rowers, so everyone yells and jeers and throws stuff. I just, no more tomatoes, throw beers, will you? So everyone come down and pick on me and uh, makes it worthwhile. And that's going to be on Saturday? Saturday, yeah. March 11th? Yeah, Saturday, March 11th. It's a week from the Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. It's a week from from, uh, Saturday. I've already started tapering in my training, so I don't overtrain. My poor son and Susan are going to have to row very hard. (laughs) And it's free to the veterans, and it's really fun. It's a big, even Greg can go on. It's warm enough. It's a big commuter boat, so it's warm inside. And then afterwards, we nice way to get out and just, oh, it's just beautiful. you know just meet a couple of other vets and just talk about you know just talk about how how handsome Wolfie doesn't look like a vault, uh, like a vault. Y- you know but he's uh, it, it, it's a good time uh, I had by all for, 
for for sure. And there's the hot soups afterwards and hot drinks and hot coffees and all that just stuff. Just a chance to get around. Just a chance to get together. Was there like 50, 75, 75 vets? Yeah, were on, last on the, year. And they brought the wives and stuff. And, uh, and everybody so just, just laughed fun. and had a, had a good time. It yeah. was freezing cold. It, it didn't matter. Everybody, just a chance to get out and be seen. And, and, and even last year, Wolfie, COVID was worse. At least we're a little bit out of the woods compared to where we were last year. Yeah. So yeah, some people wear masks, but it's it's semi outdoors, so yeah. we're okay. We're yeah. okay with. It. And then outdoors, the rowing and the food is so. If you're a little concerned about the COVID, it's okay. And and then uh, and I got two events coming up. I'll, I'll repeat them again next week. But yeah, yeah, go ahead, um, kid. Uh, we have uh, on the Friday the twenty fourth in Fall River at the Vietnam Memorial Wall, one o'clock. We're holding the Vietnam Remembrance Day there. Uh, the 207 will be there for that event. And on the 29th, the actual day for Vietnam Remembrance Day, uh, we'll be at Worcester at the S- Massachusetts State Memorial for the Vietnam Veterans. It's a beautiful uh, memorial. Yeah, out there. so we'll be doing the two events. One is Friday the 24th in Fall River at the Wall. And the 29th, we will be at the Worcester, I think it's the Greenfield Park, uh, with a state. Um, Vietnam. Uh, yeah, with the big, the, they have the, the big columns, columns with there. With the poems that were written, the yeah. letters that were written home. Uh, so those, I'll be repeating those uh, over the next week. But uh, for those veterans in the South Coast, uh, see you on the 24th. And for the veterans out in the Worcester area, uh, we will be out at the state uh, memorial. Any special events at the uh, at the wall, Justin? The 24th this year for Vietnam Remembrance Day. Oh, okay. That, that, on the 24th? On the 20th. We're doing it ahead of time because my oh, okay. group, our group has to be at the state monument on the 29th. Okay. So we, we hold it the Friday before at the wall. So. All right. And what time is that at and the that's wall? That's at 1 o'clock. Anybody can... Anybody. It's, an, it's a, it's a uh, public park, so come on in. Uh, the the Iwo Jima monument is right right next to the uh, Vietnam Memorial. It's unbelievable! Uh, yeah, it's, it, we haven't been there, and the weather's getting nice. Yeah, uh, so uh, we'll, it, it, it'll be nice enough to get out there. Yeah. It's well worth it. Yeah. Uh, and if you haven't come seen the wall uh, yet, it's quite a it's, it's it's quite a display. Yeah, quite a display. Yeah, everyone always asks how many you know. Is it just Massachusetts names? And it's the fifty eight thousand plus names of those who were killed uh, during Vietnam. And uh, I just uh, need to uh, uh, just lament uh, the loss of uh, uh, a couple of dear friends this week uh, for the Veterans Voice. Uh, my dear friend and classmate, uh, Bob Haley, uh, passed away uh, this week after a brief illness. Uh, I've, I've known Bob for many, many years and had the pleasure of meeting his father. Mr. Haley uh, drove a landing craft uh, on day one of the assault on uh, Omaha Beach in Normandy. And he was on the uh, the show here talking about his exploits, uh, displayed his legion of honor that he won from the government of France. And uh, we're going to do a little a little honoring next week uh, for, the, for the Haley family and... Uh, uh, we're going to miss them. Uh, the town of Weymouth is going to miss them. The country's going to miss them. And uh, uh, it's uh, it, it's a real shame that uh, we're all getting older and uh, the Vietnam veterans are all in the same boat with with all of us kids now. Uh, you know, we were kids in the 60s and the 50s, and now all of a sudden we're, 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 we're all got gray beards. <laughs> we're all got gray beards here, but... Uh, you know, we talk about PTSD and we talk about feeling low, but, you know, there's three smiles right here. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, it's because we're together and because we're talking. And, and all you vets out there, 
You don't have to go to any special events. Just go to one of our coffees. Just go down to one of the VSOs. Just sit in their office for a while. Come say hello. Come come be again. Don't worry about, gee, we're getting old, uh, not as many friends. You know, we're all in the same boat. We're all getting old, well over 60, well over 70. You know, we're losing World War II vets like crazy. Uh, still got some Korean vets out there, but... While we're around, let's celebrate us all. So keep in mind all the things that Wolfie and I got going on. And July 22nd, come on down and join us in Quincy for our giant festival. Our fourth year, we expect it to be bigger and better. And we want all you knuckleheads out there, as as uh, uh, our friend Tony uh, O'Brien would say. Uh, uh, come on out and join us and, uh, and, and help us... Uh, uh, knuckle each other because we all deserve it, and uh, it's 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 so deserving, guys and girls. We we need you all. Yeah, and if you see a veteran, um, like uh, Harry said, just thank a veteran, and if they're a combat veteran, welcome them home. You, you don't realize how much that will mean to a veteran um, when someone just walks up and thanks them for their service. It's gotten to be more comfortable, I think. Uh, so next week, we're going to have Chapter 2 of our Remembering Vet- uh, Vietnam. Uh, Justin, uh, we're going to have some more uh, some more guests, and uh, we'll continue the story and the saga uh, uh, of uh, the times of Vietnam. Larry, thanks a lot for your service tonight, kid. Appreciate it. Uh, Wolfie, thanks. Harry, thanks for coming appreciate in. It. Thank I appreciate it. Thank you. Great to meet you. Jo- thanks, Justin. You have a good week, and, uh, and, and do what you got to do. All right. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next week.